Hello and welcome to another episode of the Flip the Mindset podcast, a platform of hope for people struggling with the pressures of modern day society. Hey, let me introduce you to today's sponsors. Episode 4 is proudly sponsored by Glasgow MOT Centre and Notorious Plumbing. Glasgow MOT Centre offers a dealership experience at a fraction of the price. We take on any mechanical work and fleet work is also welcome. We do everything from tyres to engine rebuilds and even carry out welding work. We are based in Bailiston and our number is 0141 773 You can also find us on Instagram at, at Glasgow MOT Centre. Notorious Plumbing, a veteran-owned and operated business for all your plumbing, heating, drainage and gas needs, are a reliable, friendly and on-time, every-time service. Call, text or WhatsApp on 077-513-00824 or visit our social media or our website at www.notoriousplumbingglasgow.com Thank you for watching and I hope you can take something away from today's episode with the fantastic Barry Ferguson. Guys, hello again and welcome to the, what is it, fourth, fifth episode? I'm going to say fourth and a very exciting episode for me with the legend Barry Ferguson. Um, Barry Ferguson had a fantastic career playing for Glasgow Rangers, Birmingham, Blackburn, Fleetwood. I didn't actually know you were at Fleetwood, Yeah, I get, so I didn't. Um, that was a strange one. I fell out with the, the chairman. Right. And uh, I got sent to train with the, the youth team. Uh-huh. The first time it's ever happened. Um, what age was I? I was 36, like coming towards the end of my career. And it was a strange one. But you it just was send good. You, send you a wee little I boy. Just, <laughs> I just go away and, and train me. We don't want you near the club. Mm-hmm. So I've, I don't know the reason. Wow. Um, in fact, I never asked them the reason. It's not like me normally. I'm straight to the point. Yeah. Um, but I went and trained with the, the youth team. And I quite enjoyed it because it was good. Like, Gain them wee bits of information and, and help them. We were training in a five-a-side complex, which wasn't the ideal, but yep. do you know what? I was kicking a ball about and I, was, I wasn't too bothered. I just got my head down and, and then I thought to myself, do you know what? I've got an hard year or two left because my ankles were getting me a bit of trouble. Yep. And I thought, I, I need to go and play. And Mickey Mellon, who's a Dunn United manager mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. was a Fleetwood manager, got in contact. He says, do you fancy coming here? I'm not sure if you will because it's League 2. I says, I don't care, mate. I'll come. Love I'll that. come and play. So I went and played four or five games for Fleetwood and then I come back to Blackpool and, and played again once Paul Inns came in and then yep. eventually took on as caretaker Cap- manager. Oh, it was still the same chairman. Did you captain again when Paul Inns came in? Aye. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's crazy how many... I'll, actually, I'll talk about that later. It's crazy, but it's crazy how many times you've had captaincy and then you've maybe lost it for some reason and you've got it again and then got it at this club, got it at that club. That's unbelievable. The trust that... If, if something did happen to make it, um, um, like if you get injured or anything like that, once you get back, the captaincy was, was there for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's just for me. Uh, it, was that's... Good, it was good that the managers trusted me and I guess my teammates as well. Yeah. I mean, if, I think if you ask any of my teammates, they'll say he was one morning face bastard. You know what I mean? But 
that was me. I just wanted to win at all costs. And, win all the time. And they now realise when you hear them maybe doing interviews or, or whatever they're, they're, they're talking about, whether it's Rangers or whatever, they say I was really demanding, but i done it for a reason. Yep. i done it um, to make sure I get the best out of them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get the best out of myself as a leader because I wanted to try and lead by example and I wanted the boys to do the same because there were so many guys that I played with, I just thought to myself, I could get another 5 or 10%. If you got another 5 or 10% out of them, they could even be better players than they, they actually they were. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. All right, we need to go back to the beginning. But no, actually, first of all, before we go back to the beginning, what are you up to now? How's lockdown been? Listen, it's been it's been different. It's been tough like everybody. You know what <laughs> I mean, I've had to obviously, like all families, during lockdown. Um, the, the best thing about it was me and my wife and the three kids got time to spend together because all yeah. my kids are a bit older and they're either working, my middle son, he's out playing in Sweden full time. Yep. So he come back and obviously my daughter uh, is working full time. So it was great to get everybody together. It was like a party for it was like four, a party. The four first or six four, weeks. Aye, the first and then, four to six weeks was, wasn't it? Aye, See, I, it had, I had a baby in January. Well, uh-huh. No me, the missus. So we had the... I hope you didn't have a baby. <laughs> so we had... Um, so the start of lockdown, he was only Aye. eight weeks old. So it was it was it was it was great. I got I've got to see. I went back to work four weeks ago. I've got to see every day of his first six months. Mm. Which when do we ever really get to see? Well, that, do you know, know what? That's something that I missed out on. Yeah, because yeah. I was playing three times a week. And so many people, so many yep. dads missed out on that. Yeah, and that that's important. Um, and I try and now that I'm I'm out of full time football, I try and kind of spend as much time. I know they're older and they've got their own yeah. things to do. The, the worker, obviously, as I say, is my middle son plays abroad. How's he getting on in Sweden? Yeah, he's, he's, he's good. He was already, he'd done a scholarship in America yep. for three years um, and he's went full-time. This is the first time he's went full-time. So he's living in a different environment. Yeah. He's a jet setter. Kyle, he, he likes to... And I bet he's telling you, we're not in lockdown over there. We're all right over Aye, there. But they actually, they shut the league down, so he come back. Oh, so he came back here. Aye, so mm. it was good. That, it was tough. You know what I mean? Like everybody, mm. you're used to doing certain things, um, but you, you've no got your own freedom. But the good thing about it, it, it manages the five is to spend quality time together. Yeah. Have you got daughters? Yeah, one. Are they on TikTok? Aye, sure. Little? Aye, you had to date with them. <laughs> to be fair, I'd I, I done, I, I done a few TikToks, but I must have been about... Two bottles of wine done when I was doing <laughs> the TikTok. I wouldn't date sober. <laughs> yeah, but listen, that's what it's all about. That is it's good. It's what they but like they're private. Do, yes. They're, I mean, oh, they're sure not, they they not out. Uh, they were private. <laughs> so the boys can't see them, or the lads. Yeah. Or the lads can't see them. No, Brian. So what I want to do is go back to the start. Um, you're up, Brian. A wee bit about your upbringing, a wee bit about how you get into football and, um, coincidentally, how you get into Rangers. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, um, Obviously, my brother was was a professional footballer. Um, going to watch him with my dad, and I just wanted to follow in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that was in the house. It was football. It was Rangers. My dad was Rangers. Constant. My brother was Rangers, and obviously, I grew up supporting Rangers and going yeah. and watching him. And I started. I think my first time joining a team was about eight eight year old. Mm-hmm. That's when I really. I get into it and Did you have I, any kind of grassroots before that? For me, it was three, three and a half. We used to play at an indoor nursery league. It was a nursery league. No, Brilliant. no. So it was. There was nothing like that. It was just like doing the part with my 
my mates. So I, so you're you're kind of you're later than aye, people now. Aye, that was it, and just kicking a ball about, and then obviously went and joined a team, uh-huh. and then it just uh, kind of snowballed for theirs. A team, Mill United and Hamilton, which right. produced quite a lot of good players. Yep. Um, the young brothers, Darren and Derek Young, yep. Paul Hartley, mm-hmm. um, John oh, wow. Paul McBride, who was at Celtic. So it was a, a club that produced a lot of players. And, and not, brilliant. By, not by coincidence, you know, because that doesn't happen. No, well, in Lanarkshire, it's, uh, there's a lot of, obviously, good footballers for mm-hmm. that kind of area, and there's a lot of good teams. So no, I, I was right into it for the word go. As soon as I could walk and talk, watching my my brother and, and gone with my dad to watch him. That was yeah. me. That was me on that road. And different, different uh, from you than other kids. Because for me, it was my uncle and that got me in it. He played for um, some teams over in Ireland and was really, really good. My cousins mm-hmm. were good. And my brother and uncle, but from fans, but to actually have your brother who who played for Rangers. Aye. Do you know what I mean? That for me is great. Because I looked up to my brother in every sense. He taught me how to play football, but I can't mm-hmm. even imagine if he played for Rangers. No, it, it was great because you're going to school and he was pretty well known. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was saying, oh, that, that's uh, his brother plays with Rangers. And I thought to myself, I, said, I want a piece of this. A lot of, people, a lot a of boys would have crumbled off under that pressure. How many times do we see it? How did that not happen to you? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange one. I enjoy pressure for some bizarre reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's um it brings the best out of me. Yeah. And I kinda it followed me throughout my, my young career, obviously going and playing and doing really well when everybody's running about the same size, but then people start growing at different times and get to fourteen, fifteen year old when you're that's at the stage when you're maybe going to get offered a full time contract and I had a bit of rejection. Mm-hmm. At Scotland, schoolboys under 15s. I remember going down to Largs for the trials. I got down to the last thing, it was 30. Went to them same trials about eight years later. <laughs> I, I think it was down to the last 30, and there's loads of scouts there Ranger scouts, Celtic scouts, yep. Everton, Man United. And I knew quite a lot of the scouts because they were all trying to get me to sign. Really? So I only played maybe a part of the game, and I come off, and everybody's like, listen, you'll get in, no problem. And then getting told I wasn't, I wasn't in the, the squad of 20 was, I, I, I was, it was upsetting. I was upsetting. I, I remember getting back in the car with my mum and dad and uh, greeting all the way home. Mm-hmm. But I just had something in me when I got out of that car. I went up, lay in my bed and I thought to myself, Do you know what? I'm going to go and show them. Yeah. At that stage, I wasn't a big boy. I was only... Five foot five. So I think our boys of this generation, especially doing flat the mindset, I speak to a lot of footballers that get in touch with me about their injuries, about stuff uh, like that, young footballers coming up, even professionals in League One, League Two, and um, they, they've not got what you had there. They've not got that anymore. Mm. It's just full of doubt and, and there's, there's too much doubt. It's almost like the doubt always overweighs that mindset that you had. No, no, I want it. I want to go and get it. Mm. Why do you think that is? Is that social media? Is that... I don't know. It's just a generation thing. It could be part of social media, um, but a, a lot of people always ask me the question, where do you get that steely determination and desire? I don't know whether you're born there or I get it off my parents. I, I honestly don't yeah, know. I think that's genetic. I think that's DNA because honestly, it's like the Conor McGregor. It's like the, all the greats have this crazy, mm-hmm. unbeatable mind that they've got this craziness. It's almost like, did they, did they not? I mean, I'm sure I watched a programme about it wasn't sociopaths or psychopaths or something and they have this mindset where no I want it I'm mm. getting it and they say some of the top athletes have 
the same kind of thing. I don't, so don't get me wrong. See, when you get rejection, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but I I just had something about me where I wanted to go and prove these people wrong, and the, the same thing happened at, at Rangers. There was two, a father and son, and they were both Fairshire. And they were taking us at Rangers at under 15 and we were playing Celtic and I got took to the side and saying, listen, it's too physical a game for you. We're not going to play you. And I'm like, ah, all right, right. And I went away again and I thought to myself, do you know what? I either throw the towel in uh-huh. or I go and prove these people wrong. And it's great to see, because you see two or three years later, you're actually beginning to chop the first team door. Yep. And you're walking past these guys and they're like, all right, how are you doing? I knew you were going to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, you fucking kidding me? No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You, you told me. Yeah. You says to me. So oh, yeah, we have that. I just, yeah. it's something that I've, I've took. And I see it in modern day. A lot of boys get knocked back for clubs, whether it's at 16, whether it's at 18, if they yeah. go full time. And it's no nice to see. And I don't think there's people there to maybe sit down and have a chat with them and point yeah. them in the right direction and up. say it's not the end yeah. I it's got, not the end I got rejected I was in the 17s, 18s, 19s with Greenock Morton and then the new manager came in I think it's when uh, remember Alan or can I mean, James Grady and Alan was the I don't know if you remember Choco I think his nickname Aye, was Chalky Alan McManus Aye, Aye he was the manager Aye. and um, he was manager and um, I think they were having fallouts with the, the main managers and then they ended up replacing them. don't know if you remember that. Mm. I think it was ended up replacing I, I, Davey Irons and stuff. So that all went nuts. And then I get the phone call, listen, you've no made it. But I was top goal scorer. I was flying. And Davey Irons had me up with the reserve saying, you're, you're signing next year. Aye. And then you not get that when Alan and that took over. I was a shocker. But there's no one there. You're sitting, you go home the next day and you're like, no. It's a worry for me because I see a lot of it, especially now, yeah. during this COVID-19. You see the amount of young, I get the list for the PFA. <laughs> and you see the amount of young kids that have been let go. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to go? That that's that's the worry. And I would like to think that there's something in place to help these boys, because um, it's no they've all not got the same mentality as you had. as like myself. So sometimes you need to give them a wee cuddle and, yep. and tell them, listen, it's not the it's not the end of the world. Here's what you can. You do. might need to take us two steps down. Yeah. To go a step back up. That's what but I done. I went to. I played. You need to do that. I actually took a year out. I was a, that annoyed, heartbroken. Aye. Took a year out, um, and after that, I went to. I got a phone call of Stephen Money. Do you know Stephen Money? Mm-hmm. He used to play with Dumbarton, and he goes, uh, he goes, hey, I want you to come play with Greenock Juniors at the time, junior football. And I was like, hey, what's junior football? And over, it was fucking brilliant. They were all mental. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're crazy. I love going to a, a bonus for you. Sorry for butting in there. I love going to watch the juniors every now and then. It's great. It's just, it's a throwback. It's proper, like, guys getting <laughs> wellied into each other. Aye. You know what I mean? And, and they're a, so passionate. Aye, they are. Like, um, but it's it's a good watch. I, I, sometimes I, I, I go and do that. Like, if I've got a free weekend, I'll go up to Lark Cold Thistle and watch Lark Cold Thistle. That's brilliant. The juniors, or I'll, I'll go somewhere else, because... I'm football daft. I, I love football. I love watching amateur football. Some of my mates and even my, my eldest son plays amateur. Mm-hmm. It's good to go and watch them. And it's it's different. It's For different. me, it's a throwback to when I started. Yeah. People getting melted into each other. I, I enjoy <laughs> that side of it. Hitting each other with the corner flags. Yeah, I, you know? <laughs> I enjoy that side of it. Uh, junior, my, I, I remember uh, I played Jordan Green up. There was a boy called Lubo. Great guy. And a... Uh, this was just before Greenock, and we, we played at a park somewhere, and he'd fallen out with the, the midfielder. He was at like, two midfielders like you, right? And they, they were in the middle, getting a good scrap each other, great players. And Lubo 
disappears. Why has he took off? Where's he went? He comes out of the changing room with a baseball ball <laughs> and starts chasing this guy around with a baseball. We're all trying to stop him. And I swear to God, it was one of the funniest. I'm like, Did they get him? No. Welcome to Greenock. No, I don't know. He, he tried to, the guy's running and he's trying to hit him with his shoes and all, and then we all split it up. But yeah. that was, that was brilliant. I think we were in Mary Hill or something playing. Right. Brilliant. But I, you're like that, right? Okay. This is, this is what it is. Listen, it's a bit of passion, maybe because all the, the top at times, but. Do you know what? It's good to go and watch all the different Absolutely. kind of football games. I enjoy that side. So, so I, I done that. No you know? people run about with baseball bats. No, I definitely know that. Like, we kind of have that. Um, don't score a goal, you get you get heat butted. But no, I, I I done that, and then I was at Green up for three seasons. Got from got promoted the second season, and then won the league the third season. I scored about 50, 60, 70 goals, and then that's when I had Annan and all that. And I think Kenny McDowell was there. Um, for Rangers at the time, remember they were about signing Chris Boyd? Aye. And they were there, and I get told us and thingies come to watch the match. Don't know why they're looking at me, because I couldn't kick my ass. But um, they were watching, and then they took Chris Boyd instead, and I was like, oh, thank fuck, but that's where, if I, I should have had more of your mentality, I doubt it, but see, back, now I don't, now I'm solid mm. in the mindset, um, and that's why I've got flat in the mindset, but then, doubted myself all the time I mean mm. I was always doubting myself my anxiety played up in me but you you see me play when you were at Clyde the ball would come to me and I'd be that my heart would be palpitating that much and I'm trying to think it but it would bounce off me and then two seconds later I'd react you mm. know what I mean oh, it, was, it was bad so I had a lot of problems with that did you ever have problems with anxiety pressure no, no I, I, I'll be honest with you listen in terms of I probably go on criticism nobody enjoys getting criticised yeah you play a bad game, you know when you walk in that dressing room and you, you play a bad game. Yeah. And the fans, listen, I, I was never one to, to criticise them. They, they pay the money. Yeah. I'd be the same. I've got a season book and if I go and watch Rangers and somebody's not playing well, I'm going to give them a bit. And it was hard because you're, you're one of the guys that are in that stand, basically. But when the press gave you a bit, I used to kind of switch it and use it in a positive way. If somebody criticised me and says... Barry Ferguson was off at the day, he never ran the game, he never done this, he never done that. I would look at it and think, right, you know what? What am I going to do here? Mm-hmm. The only thing in my mind was to go and train even harder and then when that next game comes around, make sure I'm the best player in the park. Yep. That was what I, that was the only thing I had in my head. See, that's just incredible because that and, is flip the mindset for anyone watching, any young guys watching that is flip the mindset flipping when the media say footballers mm. can't do that as well now they just mm. the Twitter will go mental or any social media outlet will go mm. mental and you'll see it in the footballer you'll see it in his body language that game mm. you know I, I don't think they can they're as good as it maybe because of the way we're conditioned now with social media but they're not as good as dealing I, I, with the criticism see, now see like during the game like if you if you misplaced a pass and that was probably my strongest point mm-hmm. in my game was my, my passing Absolutely. and controlling a, a game and if I gave one pass away or two passes away you get a groan for the you, you could hear it listen front of 50,000 yeah yeah you can hear it you can Especially hear it Rangers ah uh, you can Man, hear wolf. five or ten thousand more the wee, the wee grumbles but uh, I used to say to myself you know what go and give me the ball give me it again yeah. I'll get away third time who cares give me it a fourth time and I would go to make sure I would get that pass yeah until it it could go four or five times yeah and I would make sure Whatever time I was going to make sure it, it was right in the button. It was right. But that was just the kind of things that I used to, in a way, I, I want to say I enjoyed the criticism. It just made me even more determined. Oh, ah, yeah, it's, 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 it did. It's fantastic, mate. It's fantastic. I want to talk about um, captaincy. You got Aye. the captaincy at a very young age. I think Aye. it was 22. Mm-hmm. I think 21, 22. 
how do you deal with that kind of pressure? You've got it off what the big Italian medallion, Stalin. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> and uh, you've got this captaincy, 22 we're talking here. You've got a changing room full of all-stars. Aye, a changing room full of international Aye. players. And he goes, you man, take the, take the I, captaincy. It, it was a strange one. Um, I think Ammo and Advocate at that time weren't the scene really eye to eye. Right. And I think the, the guy that was going to step into his shoes would have been Arthur Newman. Mm-hmm. Most experienced player, yep. played top level. Phenomenal player. Phenomenal. Un- aye, best player I've played with. Is it? Aye, like, wow. no, no, in terms of, I, I look at a player and not just his ability, the way he carried himself, the way he trained, the way he looked after himself. Yep. The guy was a machine. You shared a flat with him as well, didn't you? So, I, I, no, room. That uh, was sorry, his room. room. Aye, room sorry. His, aye, he was an absolute nightmare as a roomie because mm-hmm. he was quite like strict in terms of what time he got up in the morning had to eat breakfast I don't, I don't like eating I in the morning that, man. so he's opening the curtains at 8 o'clock in the morning right up breakfast I'm like that's off man <laughs> but he got me into a routine aye, aye. which helped me throughout my career because everybody knew we all the sports science everybody says breakfast is the most important meal of the day mm-hmm. so anyway going on to the captain say it was just a, I never even knew it was coming I comes in a, not even an inkling no just, no Advocate calls me into the office, calls me and Arthur Newman into the office, and I'm thinking to myself, right, I think it was a Tuesday. And I'm like, I was out the weekend, did I get into any trouble? <laughs> I think I'm getting into trouble here. So I goes into the, the office and sit down, and I'm thinking to myself, shit. Um, I was out, but I wasn't in any trouble. Right. But just Coming in case, back to I, the flashbacks. I, I'm thinking, what's he got me in here for? And um, he just says to me, look, I want you to be Rangers captain, and I just looked at him, kind of paused for five seconds, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, no problem. I, was, I wasn't going to say no. Yeah, you can't say no, can you? And then he just stood up. That, that was it, basically stood up, shook my hand, and I walked out the, the door. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Um, so there was a meeting in the dressing room five minutes later to obviously announce to all the players. Yep. And then I'm walking in, and I'm sitting, and I'm looking in about the dressing room thinking, He's played Moral Cups. We've signed him for <laughs> six, seven million quid. He's played 500 senior games at Barcelona and all that sort of stuff. That's phenomenal. And I'll be honest with you, when he announced it, all the players were, were brilliant. You're the right guy for the job. Any grumbles? Every, you know what it's like? No, of? no, not one. Every brilliant. single player that was more experienced than me at the time came up to me and says, any help you need come and ask us wow. and then at the end Big Ammo uh, come up and fair play to him shook my hand and says congratulations so that shows you what yeah. type of character he was disappointed yeah. sure but what kind of man he is aye and uh, it just went for strength to tre- uh, strength to strength and then just carrying that burden was was just a joy I, I, I was proud for a wee boy yep. with my Rangers strip on watching the great Rangers players and captains mm-hmm. to eventually go out, walk out that tunnel and lead my team out. Crazy. It's probably the best leading role aye. in any job in Scotland. Aye, I've Celtic got to be honest Rangers, you, you know? lead, leading them out, my chest was puffed out, proud as... <laughs> no, not just proud. You proud did walk with the chest out, didn't you? you because I, I was proud, proud that, listen, proud that I, I've done what tens of thousands of kids dreamt of doing. 
Mm-hmm. And I was never go- going to let him to take that away from me. Hundreds of thousands. And I, I made sure, listen, if I was shitting a game, I made sure I gave 100%. Uh-huh. And I had a right few bad games. But one thing that made they could label against me was the, the work rate and effort I put in. And they walk out in front of that crowd with your pals, your family there. It, it's probably the proudest day of your... Aye, because as I said, it's crazy. A lot of people say, oh, I dream of playing with Rangers, but to actually go and sample it. It's different. And lead. Yeah. You were basically the guy at the front. You've got to go and take the game by the scruff of the neck. Enjoyed that mm-hmm. as well. Enjoyed the pressure that came in. To be honest, Vic Havocat, he must have seen your mindset. And the mindset you're telling me now, that's someone who I want leading my team. Mm-hmm. That, that that's it. You uh-huh. want that mindset, so they must have. He must have kind of, and I think him and Arthur Newman were quite pally with him. Aye, they, they, so they were tight. They were do you tight. Think they were kind of saying, if we can finger him, we'll turn him into a superstar. Aye, because I get into a bit of mischief. Of I'm being honest, in my younger days, uh, you know what I mean. I get into a bit of trouble. Which listen, every young kid, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you've got to learn for your mistakes. I certainly mm-hmm. learned for a couple of early mistakes and a couple of yeah, like scraps or whatever you want to call we it. We all make getting, them. Aye, getting into a bit of trouble. But do you know what? I, I had to learn quick mm-hmm. and getting that responsibility, that armband, because let's be honest, it's not just in and about the club. When you're out and about, Everywhere, you, you're carrying that yeah. way. You're one half of Scotland, basically. The leader aye. of one half of Scotland. Yeah. Let's be honest, that's but what it's like. In terms of, they've probably seen something like, in training. I was always really demanding, even for a young age. Mm-hmm. I was always like, Every every captain's got a different way of doing things, but I was always on it, players. And you don't see that with young kids mm. coming up, taking responsibility, Aye. getting on at the team. That's, and probably some of the players see. were looking at, as I mentioned earlier, like, fucking he never stops moaning, man. But they knew mm-hmm. the reason why I'd done it. Yeah. Notice slacking off. You've got to train the way you play. You've yep. got to get 100%. Yep. And see if you do that in training, you carry that on into a game. Absolutely. I've, I've seen that growing up in sides. The only side that it, it worked was Greenock when right. I was at Greenock uh, Juniors actually because there was a boy and 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 you'd go on his every word. He was lady would oh, big Johnny Boyd would be on me all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just play for them Barton as well, but Johnny Boyd, he would be on me constantly. The whole team, see if you're anything. He mm-hmm. almost wanted to fight you if you had a bad game. Aye. He almost wanted see, to fight you. See, I think it goes back to my youth days, my early days in it in it Rangers when the reserve days. You don't get reserves now. Now, I was playing with guys who had played 300, 350 games. I was playing with them at 16 and 17. Mm-hmm. And you seen the demands they put on themselves. And that kind of carried on into like, the way they, they spoke on the, the pitch. Yep. Sometimes they were brutal. So but your environment, I, you would say, your environment is a big help factor? Me, help me. And then yeah. my youth coaches, I had John Brown, yep. John McGregor, who were fiery customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't let you away with nothing in terms of even as a an apprentice you you had to train and then you had to go and clean the shit out the toilets or clean boots mm-hmm. wash clothes uh, the training kit and yeah. all that that was a great grounding mm-hmm. and that's something that I think's missing nowadays youngsters will laugh at you now if you ask them to do that will not they they would just go clean that what are you talking about coming to the end of my kit well when I went down to England the second time the Premier League with, with Birmingham you'd say a young boy Go and grab us a towel. Now look at you, you've, you've horns coming out your head. No, I mean, if a first team player says to that to me, 
when I was 16 or yeah. 17. Oh, for Newman says, grab me a tail, you're going. I'd be, fuck it, I'd, I'd be away. <laughs> Sprinting. Aye, get the towel back. Iron in the towel. Aye, folded. There you go. I'd put it in the tumble dryer, make sure it's hot for them. I'd fold it all. But that, that's something that I think they need to maybe look at trying to get back. That you're right, It's like yeah. a proper job. You, great, you're playing football in the morning, but in the afternoon you've got to make sure the place is spick and span and yep. boots are cleaned for the first team or the kit's all done, yep. everything's all swept around about the, the I think run. you're absolutely bang on. I think when I, when I was going professional or pro for any when the leader, when there was a guy like you in the team, people would always try and, 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 and uh, almost down them in laughter. So you, they would kind of make a joke of what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, you're always moaning not because you had players in the team, as you know, that will sit about the third division, the second, the second uh, League One, League Two. Mm. They'll sit there. They've not progressed for a few years, but they don't want to be like that serious all the time. They're more, oh, stop mm. moaning you and all that stuff. You've not got that. And then almost... You you had... know, I'm serious in Hinton. I'll be honest with you, Hinton, I play, whether it's in holiday when the kids were here, I was playing them at table tennis or pool. I'd beat them. Yep. There you go. <laughs> they were five or six. Right off the face. <laughs> and I, I, I take that and even into my management. Mm-hmm. Now, you know a couple of players that I yep. manage and they'll tell you what I'm like. I'm off the pitch. I tell you, I'll do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Any help they need. Not just football. Any like issues off the pitch. Family problems. There. Yep. The door's always open. If I can't help you, I'll put them or I'll point them in the right uh, right direction yep. to get that, that help. But see when that whistle goes, guys, I, I need a hundred percent. I need it, and I feel I get that for them. Yeah, I give them a bit back mm-hmm. before we start training, and I feel that way of working as a manager yeah. is something that I never done when I first started in management. But I learned that, and as I say, I'm no scared to. You're always learning. You're always. Yeah, I made mistakes in my early management time, and now that I've learned. Make mistakes anyway, Aye, don't you? No, I, don't know first I just feel can. it's the best way. I feel Aye. it's the best way to do it. And I think it's important that a manager's approachable as well yeah. with all the issues that are going on now in, in, in life. I think any young footballer now that looks to a manager wants them to be approachable, wants them to be that father mm. figure, listen, I'll do anything for you, I'll treat you like a man. Aye. But when we go, we give that respect. Because it conditions them as well. Aye, and I say to them before it as well, listen, any, this doesn't need to be football, as I said. Mm-hmm. Life. So you're talking about coaching there, like, so, yeah. How do you? So you were coached like a man off like Walter Smith and that. How mm-hmm. do you then? So you've just basically told you how, you, like, how do you deal with the management now? You being the manager now. So are you bringing back that respect? Listen, no, you need to respect people, stuff like that. Almost the Walter Smith. Ah, Tommy it's, a Burns, mix. it's a bit. It's a bit. I'll be honest with you. Because Cy Ferry talks about it a lot as well. Like. I, yeah, I, I've got to mix it. I can't be as probably brutal as it was back when, <laughs> when yeah. I started. Yeah. So I've got to be conscious of the fact that some guys are can take, um, how could I put it? Not a bit of stick, but they, they can get told. Take a bit of grounding. Aye, eh, that, it, that it's no right. You've got to obviously, uh, every people's got different characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, characteristics, and I kind of, when I sign a player, I kind of look into that, you know what I mean? And some you might need to put the arm around and, yep. and say it in a different way or other boys, I can just maybe be straight to the point and they take it on board and they're like, right, you know what, I'm going to show him. Yep. So there's a bit of mix for my younger days and also look, as time went on in football, 
it has changed. Yeah, there, it has, there's no doubt sure. that it's changed. Sure. It's changed big time right. for the better. I'm not too sure. I don't think it has. No. I, I'm, I'm not. not too sure about it. I preferred. We need to bring a bit of the old stuff back, especially coaching. Oh, I aye. heard you speak about coaching. It's over. I'm passionate about yeah. coaching. And I, I think, spoke to my badges because it was just. It was I, I think coaching simple. I think coaching. It should be simple, yep. yeah. But I think football's a simple game made complicated with a lot of coaches. Mm -hmm. No, I'm a big believer in you give them the basics. And then maybe another couple, one or two pointers. I think if you hit them with too much information, they're going on that pitch and they're thinking, shit, the gaffer's just told me five, six things. You don't know what they do. Then they start getting yep. mixed up. Then they're unsure what to do. Yep. So that's what I've kind of, I've limited it in terms of information. I gave Can you see a difference division. there? Aye, definitely. Thing. Is when I first came into coaching, drawing arrows and doing all this <laughs> and that, which... Arsene Wenger. Aye, <laughs> aye, but I, I've done all my badges and my BA Pro Licence. I, ju I just think the way that I'm doing it, I'm not saying it's the right way, but I think it's the best way for me to get my yeah. point across to my boys. And I think the boys are, are getting more out of it the way that I'm approaching it now. Mm -hmm. Right, yep. I've, I've, I want to go and do my badges, do them and then coach, but it was when I was doing a couple of the, the lower badges, it was littered with madness, mm. just constant. Yeah. Thinking, what are we, are we training them to be robots? Almost Aye. we are. We're training them to be money robot, like just balances. You know, yeah, I, I agree with you. See, see when you go and watch all the youths, the new or the, the under twenties or twenty ones, I don't even know what they call it now. There's that many changes. I, I think there needs to be an overhaul. If I'm being honest with you, the way things operate. Remember, Drew, um, you know, Drew Todd. Uh -huh. Remember, he said that says it needs to be a whole overhaul, ten year mm. overhaul. Yep. Just I go and watch them. all the same team. I go and watch all the Premier League teams, and mm -hmm. every single one of them play the same way. Right. As you mentioned there, yep. that is, it's the robots and they're exactly. scared to go to position. For me, go and express yourself. Yeah. And There's I personalities. That, I say that to my players, go and express yourself. That's what football's about. Yep. You, if you're not going on that pitch with a smile on your face, I think there's a problem. Football's right. the best game. Sure. It's it the best game. Sure. And when I turn up to training, I go on that pitch. Aye, it's serious when we get going, but I'm buzzing to go on the pitch. I'm smiling. I'm buzzing to see my, my boys mm -hmm. turn up. And, mm -hmm. and it's great when you look back Take a step back, sorry, in training, and you see them with a smile on their face. And I say to them when we stop for two or three minutes to stretch, don't have a laugh and a joke. Yep. Well, that's what Matty Flynn says. Matty Flynn's playing with you now. I was texting him, and he was like, oh, you got Barry on and stuff like that. He says, best manager I've ever had. Tactile, approach, looks after the boys, everything. For him to say that, because he's normally like, oh, you know what I mean? Mm. But he's had a he's lot of managers. He's a new contract, hasn't he? I bet he is. <laughs> he wants a new contract, don't you, Matty? Um, <laughs> no, listen... I'll, I'll, you know, I'll keep, I'll keep it's up, up to other, other guys to to say whatever they feel, but I just feel I've got a good balance now. Yep. Where, no, and I think it's I, important, and I'll always go back to I think it's important that a manager's there, not just to coach and manage them, also to help them as well mm -hmm. in life. You do so many footballs. I talk to so many that are on the heap, especially for the fact that they oh, they, they come and talk to me about my injuries and stuff like that and they come talk about what happened to them and all that. They all just lost love for football. Mm -hmm. It was too serious. It was too, not too tactical, but it was almost, they were just getting too much as we were talking about. Right. Too much information, too much madness. There was no personal, personal personality from the man, like, you know, that personal approach from the manager to them, they didn't have that. It just right. felt they were a, I mean, it, it's hard. That, that's one thing I do find hard now. I've got 18 to 20 players. And you kind of get round them all in a training oh, night because sure. we've only got an hour and a half, an hour and 45 max. So what I try and do, I, I try and identify four each night. I go and 
two minutes. How's things? All right, you enjoying it? How's things at home? Family all right? Yeah. That goes a long way. It does. So I try yeah. and do it four on a Tuesday, four on a Thursday, four on a Saturday, and then I'll go back to a different four. I think it's always good to show that you're you're interested. Yep. Not just in how they're training, but interested in their personal and life. Mm-hmm. Aye, and I think it goes a long way. Then I feel that makes them go out in the pitch and run through a brick we'll wall. Play, play for you. Aye. We'll play for you and that and they they'll feel more they'll feel as a person. Footballers are humans. Mm-hmm. We do forget that, don't we? Aye. We do forget they're humans. So let's talk who did you look up to at the club at Rangers? My favourite player growing up was Ian Durant. Right, okay, Durant. I obviously my brother played, but your brother's uh, going to hate you for that, man. Nah, that's just that. I've just got to be honest. I thought Ian Durant was a, a fantastic player. Is that I watched him as a young boy? He was like the proper number ten, running beyond the ball, scoring goals, and then got that horrendous injury. Yep. But to come back for that was unbelievable. He was never probably the, he like the same. He was never the same player. He had to change mm-hmm. his game a bit, but mm-hmm. he was kind of. One that you kind of looked up to, but you looked up to him, McCoy, Ian Ferguson, Stuart McCall's, Richard Goffs. All these guys had crazy mentalities. Mm-hmm. Just winners. Winners. I mean, I could rhyme off another 10, mm-hmm. but their guys just used to, just used to go and just look at them, sit in the dressing room, hear them talk for two minutes and think to yourself, you know what it's all about. Aye, what a feeling. Aye, just been not. I just used to stand and when you were picking the kit up, just used to listening to their conversations and they would be talking about the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Listen, me go at the first 10 minutes, we, we go for them and I think to myself, I want a piece of that. I want that. I want, yeah. I want a piece of that. And you're buzzing, you're not, I feel a lot of players who are at that brink shy away from it a bit more now. Aye. They don't go, oh, I want that, you know, I want mm-hmm. in, get me in, any course I'll do it again. They're a wee bit like, oof. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? And they probably seen oof. me coming up and training with the first team. Eh, who's this young kid? Aye. He's not going to he's not going to take my place because when I trained with him at 16, 17, they never held back. Yeah. Did you give them it back though? I I, I was still growing at that still stage. Grown. I wasn't as physically strong mm-hmm. as I wanted to be. I used to be like, right through me in training. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, man. But it was brilliant. But I, I knew right away that they would help me. But mm-hmm. they also says, you're not coming to take my place. And mm-hmm. I'm like, right, fair enough, but I will be taking your place. The wrong person to say that to. <laughs> I, I, I will, because I'm going to go and work and make sure I, I, I do it. Yeah. What about, me mention Gaza. Gaza's oh, hero, many, just like you. I mean, that's another one. Phenomenal guy. What, what, what can I say about him? He came to Rangers, had the same, played World Cups, played in Italy, mm-hmm. Newcastle, Tottenham. What a, what a football player. And what a guy. He oh, was phenomenal. The, the players that I mentioned, he would always take time out mm-hmm. for the young kids. Come and talk to you, that's brilliant. And he would go and spend five minutes and it would be like, if we had a youth game or a reserve game, he would ask you, how'd you go on? What was the score? Did you set up any goals? Not just me, everybody. And I just thought that was... That's class. Uh, you're talking about here about a legend, man. Mm-hmm. Taking time out. To come and speak to we Scottish guys Humble that have all their tendencies. And I, I always live in me the, the time that, that he would spend. Because he, he was he was just a genius. He, he trained with him. What was his training? What was he like in training? How did he uh, train? Train like an absolute beast. Aye. Aye. 
So no, when the training went, they carry on for him. No nonsense. No. Just what about when he's pegging people just, and training that? Just, just that that nonsense before and after training. And then, but this is the difference of top players. Uh-huh. When that whistle goes to start training, they've got the blinkers on. They're focused. Wow. And that's that. That's the biggest thing that I took out of like training with all these guys and mm-hmm. watching these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was just some of the things he'd done. It you, you just laugh. He was a phenomenal football player, but above that, a phenomenal guy. Yeah. And just to see him, the way things have went from. Yeah, what do you feel like now? With uh, just a bit of sadness because you, you can see that he had maybe a lot of like, people who maybe hung on to him a wee bit. Yeah. And where yeah, are these sure. people now? Aye. Uh, yeah. But I'm glad that he, he's obviously still big news and you see him, he, he's done a, He's had a couple of relapses, but he's come out of it. You just want to see him fit and healthy. You just want to see him do well and be Aye, fit and healthy, as, as I say, I'll never forget when I was a 16, 17-year-old kid, that guy coming in and speaking to you. Mm-hmm. That meant so much, not just to me, I think. Doesn't happen that often, the guy will come in and say, how was your reserve game? One Aye. of the best players about, you know? Yep, that, that's just the type of guy he was. I mean, he, he was brought up the same as, as all, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just in a normal... Houston estate <laughs> and live the dream. Yep. But for a guy to go and live the dream and play at the level he did, to go and spend mm-hmm. that five minutes or even a couple of minutes, it didn't matter. See, even mm-hmm. if you walk past and he says, All right, how are you doing? You'd be like, Oh, guys, oh, no. just spoke to me. That's <laughs> me, I've made my day. Now you'd be tweeting it. Look, guys, you so ah, to him and all that. So, what was, what was the influence of your brother, Derek, on your um, football career? I, of course he was a, a big influence in terms of he had obviously been there and done it mm. and, and made the breakthrough and, and got into the first team um, and he was always there to give me a bit of guidance you know what I mean him and you my just dad, want to be better than him? I, I, I was convinced that I, I was going to be I had to have that oh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had to I, I couldn't go in and think to myself I'm just going to be alright and I'm I'm going to be the same as my brother or not as good as my as brother. As we were talking to... about before, mind, like normally if your brother or a dad's been good at football, a lot mm. of the sons or little brothers, they can't live up to that pressure. Mm. Why do you think you were different there? I don't know. They, 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 do you know what? I, I get asked this question a lot and I, I do think about it. I, I do think about it. I don't know. I, I, I just want it to be better and go and achieve more. Just a really strong personality, a really strong, I, strong mindset. I, it's crazy. It's it's hard to describe why I, I've got that. I don't know whether it's in my genes or yep. it comes from within. I just had that. But maybe it was a bit of rejection when I was younger. Yep. Maybe it was the fact you that... You had that chip on your shoulder to just prove everyone wrong. You thought, no, I'm proving you all wrong. Aye, aye, I, I, I would say it's a bit, a bit of everything, um, and it's the same that I'm throughout my, my full career. I had a few knocks as well, and I had to come back. I had to go and reinvent myself yep, a couple yep, of times. Yep. That's what I would call it, reinvent myself. Flip the mindset is what you would call it, actually. Flip the aye. mindset. <laughs> um, no, he was a big influence, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. A big influence. Him and my dad, massive, massive. Um, dad was just the perfect dad in terms of no on the sidelines. My dad would always be at the back mm-hmm. watching games. Mm-hmm. You get into the car, you had a good game as a young boy, 
you had a great game in your mind. You'd yep. walk in, you'd have, ah, oh, you done all right, son. You done all right. So there's always that bit of improvement. Constant, yeah. Right. How am I going to get better? <laughs> I thought I was there. But he was quietly, he was brilliant, my dad. Brilliant. But both of them were massive for me. Both of them were, were massive. And my, my dad's like, my dad's a kind of strong character. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty easy, always like, kind of laid back type, a bit yep. different for me. But deep down, he's got that. So bit about him. Yeah, ah, he's got that bit about him. And so is my brother. And so is like so is the kids. So is my kids. You see it in them. And so is my brother's kids. I wow. they, they've got a bit of it. Love it. Which which is good to see. Yeah. Certainly in this day and age. Means they won't get beaten by anything. They'll keep they'll keep coming back. And if they do get beat, they'll keep coming back. If they Aye. don't get a job, they'll keep going, you know. Aye. Love that. So I remember the UEFA Cup final, mm-hmm. Zenit. Four hundredth game, is that true? For your four hundredth game for the Aye. club. Failed in the UEFA Cup. That's class. Bizarre. What was it like to captain the side? Through the tournament was unbelievable. Probably up there with my biggest disappointment. We never turned up that night. 2 0, wasn't it? Aye, we never turned up. Maybe too many games in terms of that season. But we had still a good enough squad. I think if you ask any of the boys, mm-hmm. myself, I was bang average that night. It wasn't good enough for me. And we never played at the levels we had played the previous. Yeah. The, the semi-final, the mm-hmm. quarter-final, the last, or the other, uh, other legs. We just never, never produced it in the night. But to captain your team to a major European final, I mean, it doesn't get much better. It would no, have been amazing if I could have won it. It's, weird. it's, good. it's, it's something that I do think back Aye. on sometimes when you see Rangers and in Europa, uh, Europa League, uh, you think to yourself, see, I was 90 minutes away for picking that trophy up. That, that would have been, I've won leagues, I've won Scottish Cups, I've won it's League the Cups. It's the if. I've captained it was just to go up and pick that trophy up. Would have been the pinnacle probably. Mm-hmm. It would have been. But it was a... It was a a weird one after it. It was just so like, so you were down, you, you know what I mean? You was, I was really down after that because I knew my performance wasn't good enough. Do I just wish I could get another European final. Also being captain of the squad, I think I give you much more pressure than other players. Mm-hmm. To, to Aye, but again, I, I enjoyed leading them out. I mean, you, you've got 200 odd thousand fans in Manchester. You're travelling down and you, you're seeing bus, bus fees fans going down and the stadium's full of your fans mm-hmm. it's just that bit of disappointment that you never performed in the night yeah that was a bit of done my head how in. do you recover from that recover for getting beaten a european final yeah. it's a tough one but you, do you know what you need to, you need to kind of put it to the side and just mm. move on you just turn up at training on the monday or the sunday and just aye like... and it was a bit done you, you can tell the the atmosphere how long does that last for? Like a week? No, you, you need to get on everybody and say, listen, we can't. It, it happens in life. Sometimes you, you don't get what you want. Mm-hmm. It's not just laying a plate for you. Yeah. So the only way you run about this is we go out and we try and work as hard Did as we possible. Did we win the league that, that year? No. Did we not? Because we had many, too many games. Remember we had like, Remember it was that like crazy yep. five games in 10 days mm-hmm. or, or 12 days yep. or something like that. So... I, uh, in my career, I look back and I just thought, ah, 
as I could have done that. One of them ones, yeah. Aye. So inducted to the Hall of Fame, Rangers Hall of Fame, Aye. 26. Yep. 26. You're in the Rangers Hall of Fame. That's Aye. something. I'm not even in my house's Hall of Fame, man. I walk in my missus' house and there's, there's pictures of the exes in the, in the hall. I know, it was a weird, <laughs> uh, uh, that was kind of weird. Uh, at, at 26, that's something that you kind of expect. Aye, when you expect that you're retired. Aye. Um, but listen to you. If you're going to induct me into the Hall of Fame, I'm grabbing it with both hands because when you walk through the the front doors and you go into that marble staircase, your name's up in that mm-hmm. that panel. So I'll take it all That's day. Something to be I mean, really but when you look at that panel, you think to yourself, look at the players up in that panel, your mm-hmm. John Greggs and yep. guys like that. Phenomenal oh, players. Cat, other great captains as Aye. well, you know. Um, so I want to talk to you about managers because it's so is we flip the mindset you're a manager now so it's only right that we talk about managers who inspired you as a manager I would I, I wouldn't point one manager out I would point all the managers I've played under certainly in my early days at Rangers kind of put me on that pathway mm-hmm. for Walter Smith and Archie Knox and mm-hmm. John McGregor and John Brown my youth mm-hmm. and the advocate I mean they were really strong in terms of really demanding managers. Yeah. Because at that time you could be. Yeah. If you never played well, you get basically told. Yeah. Aye. In a, a certain way. But you would have yeah. liked that a wee bit. Aye, I did. Yes. I, I, I liked that because uh, if I get told that, I'd be like, right. Show we'll you see. Aye, well, I'll show you next game. And then Advocate came in and then it was like kind of more tactical. Mm-hmm. You learn that, the side of the game, the Dutch way, which yep. I loved. I loved because it was probably something that I hadn't really experienced before. Mm-hmm. So that was on you to me and I was right into that. Unreal that, that, that the, aye, the Dutch it, training. Aye, you know, the, the way they, produ- in their, 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 their the they produce players. There and they're just popping aye. them off. It's brilliant. Oh, I, I, his training was, his training was just, I, I couldn't wait. When one training fi- uh, session finished, say on a Monday, I couldn't wait till the Tuesday. Wow. You don't but, hear that often. No, that, that's the way it was because it was in, it was passing, it was technical stuff and then you were learning about the game mm-hmm. and then Big McLeish, I can't even mention Big McLeish, I had a great relationship with him. Yep. As I did with all my managers, uh, the early managers. I was going to say, I didn't <laughs> have a great relationship <laughs> with Paul about that later. <laughs> uh, But they, they three were probably, in terms of first team managers, the ones that I learned all st- different side of the games. Yeah. What kind of style did you like? Or how did you like to be managed? I, I like to be told straight. Yeah. I don't like a manager that goes round about things. Mm-hmm. Beats around the bush. But he'll go away and maybe speak to somebody else or speak to the press. I like a manager telling me in the dressing room, hey, that's not fucking good enough. Mm-hmm. Or I need more for you. Mm-hmm. That's the type of manager I like. So it is interesting how you cope with a modern way of coaching when you've been coached and it's you difficult. enjoy to be coached that it's way. It's difficult. I'll be honest with you, it's yeah. probably the hardest thing that... The hardest thing for me in management is the way that I would want to manage. I can't really do it. Mm-hmm. I've got to mix it a wee bit. Yeah. Which I've learned today, listen, you, you've got to learn to change sometimes. Adapt, I'm still fiery. Right, so you still got that wee bit. I am. I'm still fiery. I can let it off a bit. Yeah. But I think there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If I, I, if the guys are not doing it, they know. Um, I went off my my head a, maybe three times last season, which is good. Duty. 
It's not uh, bad. Aye, uh, I think we played 30 odd games, so that's no bad. <laughs> that's not bad. Uh, that was at half time, and I got a reaction. Yep. So it worked. We were I either drawing or, or down. So I think there's a come. time to do it. I think if you're coming in and you're bang, bang, bang every minute, and the boys are like, oh, fucking gives a break here. Yeah. But there's a time and a place, and when standards do dip a bit, then I need to, I, I need to be strong on it. Yeah. Yeah. What? See, you're playing, you're playing really, really well, and then you've got a few injuries to deal with. Now you've had your fair share of injuries in your time, mm-hmm. especially at Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really interested in injury recovery. That's what I help people with. I help some footballers with it. And I had it myself, four knee surgeries. I've got my fifth in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm getting old. I'm getting a f- I think I think I'm replacing my, my whole, the whole front of my knee now. So brutal. But you, um, how do you, I just want to tell young players, especially the ones that, 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 it may be injured now. Mm-hmm. How do you recover? How do you? What do you do? What do you have to be like? Do you have to make your rehab a hundred percent? Do you? Do you? Can you have them two weeks to feel sorry for yourself? Or you know, how did you well, deal with it? The most serious injury I had was at Blackburn. Obviously, I, I fractured my full kneecap. It was split into four. Oh, so you've done the patella? You fractured? I fractured Aye, but a bit. I'm a patella as well. My top half of my my kneecap flipped, and it was facing me. Yep. And the bottom half broke into four places. Oh my God. So it was one of the ones, it was at Newcastle, it was actually the late Gary Speed. Mm-hmm. He never meant it. It was just a, a clash. Oh, just, I've went to turn with the ball and I've just clashed knees. He's fine. My knees splattered all the place. Uh, so obviously, I, I went on to the gas and all that and they sent me straight. We went in the bus, I lay on the floor, obviously gassed and I had like a big bubble wrap thing run about my, my leg to keep it and I was obviously drugged up. I remember that. The bubble wrap. And they sent me straight to the, the surgeon, scans come off and they basically told me there's a chance that you might not recover fully for this, which was a bit of a shock. Yeah. So you, you you then wait 24 hours to get into surgery mm-hmm. and then I was in hospital for eight days after the, the surgery and the surgeon come back Brilliant surgeon, straight as well, which I liked. I says to him when I kind of came out, I wasn't as out my head as I was mm-hmm. in terms of all the gas and air and all that sort of stuff. I says to him, look, just be honest with me. I want you to be brutally honest. And he says, no, I'm be, I will be brutally honest. The operation went really well, mm-hmm. but there is a, a possibility yep. that you might not fully recover and you might not get back to the level you've been at. Uh, so that was a bit of a... Um, a bit of a shock you get home I wasn't allowed I had to be obviously on the, the, the sofa for, for four weeks with a machine that moved my, my leg up and down to make the muscle no waste away didn't need the atrophy man so you, you've got a lot of thinking that's a lot of thinking time and uh, yeah, again what do I, I sit here and, and sulk and think to myself this could be over mm-hmm. or do I speak to the physio Dave Fever, who was a top physio, he was at Man United. They went to Blackburn. They speak to him and say, "Right, this rehab, let's get a blast." Yeah. And when I went in, eventually I come off the crutches. I says to him, "Right, do you know what? No holding back here." Mm-hmm. And he says to me, "You will have a couple of instances where you might need to come off it." Um, I had to go back in and get wires cut 
off my knee, mm-hmm. which when I got back to the jogging stage, I couldn't, I was running with a lump. Right. And I had to go back and get another operation, get bits of the wire cut. Because of the wire, you were running with a lump? Aye, and then I come back again. And then that, that then starts to play, oh, I'm running here with a lump <laughs> here. Is this ever going to go away? <laughs> and he was brilliant. He was tough on me. Yep. I, I, I hate, the reason why I hate swimming is because I was in that swimming pool every single day. I hate, I, I never get near the pool now. I hate swimming as well. Never yeah. get near it because I was in a pool morning, afternoon so for six months. Down at that pool, even doing Aye. knee movements. So, Brutal. he was immense for me. When I got a wee bit done, he done the best thing was go and take a week, go spend with the family, go brilliant. back up to Scotland. That was brilliant. Yep. So, when you're getting a bit done, when you're in the, the gym and you're seeing your teammates out in the training pitch and you're thinking to yourself, I'm four or five months away for even being close it to them. Really yep. He would then take the, the opportunity to say, go on holiday or go back up to Scotland with the wife and the kids. And that was brilliant. Family time mm-hmm. for me is most important thing. Mm-hmm. Extra motivation Aye. as well. And then I would come back refreshed, ready to go again. Yep. You right, know what you're you know doing what? it for. We had a wee stumbling block. Let's go again. And yep. then I get through it. That's and really eventually good. come back, played our first pre-season game in, G- in Germany. I'll never forget this. Uh, against, I think it was a third-tier team. First two minutes, it's a 50-50 tackle, and I'm thinking to myself, I could see it coming. Now I need to go, I need to go in here, because I need to see how this mm-hmm. reacts. Mm-hmm. And as the boys hit the ball, when I've hit the ball at the same time, these studs have come up and hit my knee. And I've had to get four stitches in my knee, but he's actually... Whack my knee, and then I've oh. known right. This knee's fine now, right, and okay, that was okay. it. So you were Off back. I go, and then that was me. Never look back. Oh, Touch that. wood. Oh, I get some problems, stiffness when it's cold. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, but fantastic <sighs> surgeon, brilliant physiotherapy in terms of like what I'll go back to is you're right into flipping mindset. If he's seen me getting a wee bit agitated. Because I would always go and I would always want to see what my teammates are mm-hmm. doing on the training pitch, and if he, he could see it was getting getting to me. Because yep. I want to go there. Go away, flip the mindset, come back. Come here, let's work for the next three days. Mm-hmm. See for Friday. Go back to Scotland. See, that's what was needed. I didn't get get that, of course, but three times I had to watch for seven months to Aye. to fifteen it's months. It's tough. And I would watch people, because my knee was that bad. I, I stuffed mine that bad. I watched Peter Wers- Wederson do his ACL, mm-hmm. right? a week after or something like that. He was back when I was just halfway through my recovery. Mm. 14 months I had, he was yeah. back in seven. See, I think it's important when, you're, when you've got a serious injury like that, that you've got somebody who knows what kind of character you are and he knew what I was like. Yeah, I was yeah. captain of the team. He knew I was a... He, he knew I loved training. Yep. Uh, he worked. He, honestly, he, he killed me. He killed me. So we came to a decision that was three weeks hard work a week away to spend with your, your family. And yep. it was it was the best thing he'd done for me. That's the difference. And he got me back. And it was the same when I had, I've had major ankle problems as well. I had, I've had six operations in both ankles. And the physios at Rangers were, were the same as well. They, they knew that when you're on that bike, you're walking on the treadmill, you're, you're looking out and you're, you're, you're seeing your, your mates. You're beating yourself up constantly. Kicking them you? up and you're yeah. like that. It's really bad. So they, they would do the same thing because they knew that I would start to get a wee bit unsettled yeah. Yeah. and I would get a bit ratty. Yeah. 
when I'm because he would ask me today, things I tell him where to go, and then be like, right, now it's time to go Fergie a wee break here. <laughs> send, send him away. Send him then then we come back in buzzing to go work, work <laughs> again. So yeah. it's important that they sense what type of character you're. Oh, absolutely. In terms of getting setbacks, I had two setbacks with my knee. I had a couple of setbacks with my ankle. Don't give up. You yeah. can't give up. You, you can't let it, it's just part and parcel of rehab. Mm-hmm. You're going to get niggles. Yep. Whether it's no even, I, I, sometimes I was getting niggles in my calf and my hamstrings, and it was nothing to do with the injury, the operation I had. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be mindful. Of, I'm going to get these wee things. These other wee knocks. Just I, to, you just need to bear with it. Yeah, I'm proud of myself because I went back even the third time, and then Gus McPherson took me to Queen's Park. I know, Gus. I was loving it there. Aye. And he was so good with me. He was the best with me. He was brilliant. Because mm. there's no pressure. Train, train Aye. well. Love it. I was enjoying it. I was flying in training. And that's when it snapped fully. And he, they were on the Levine sick and all that. Mm-hmm. I was still proud that, you know, I gave it a go. Mm-hmm. I went back and then the Scotland doctor, he actually took me for surgery that night. Um, and um, he said I wouldn't play again. So basically, or he said you could, but it would take, right. it would take you know, your, your chance in it. Talking about injuries there. Um, so you think if, obviously, the lower leagues, a lot of people don't get that kind of treatment. So you think in the way you were and the level you were at, that that treatment you got elongated your career. Because in the lower leagues, you always hear of it happening. You are really, for me, I was left in the heat. I, mm. I was left there saying, it was on your head. Mm. Your knees are on your head, play. No. So I'm playing through it. You watched me play through it. Remember, you're, I was limping. You're playing at the top level. You've got the, the best physios yeah. to get you through the rehab. You're getting the best surgery. Yep. And you're getting the best... Um, rehab yeah because my physio was under pressure but the issue I've got is I mean I'm managing a lower league I know some of my players have had injuries Mm -hmm. and there's no kind of no help for them Mm -hmm. clubs can't afford surgeries at four grand or or five grand it's a lot of money at at lower league level so Mm -hmm. I think I think there's got to be some sort of system in place or some I don't know whether the SFA or the PFA or the SPFL can do something get like a aye like get like a kind of aye like a even that you loan it would be good you loan the money and pay it back just some sort of I don't know how to put it they've got to come up with some sort of system in place that if a league one league two player suffers a serious injury there's got to be something in place that they can help them some sort of like pot yeah pot of money um, whether that comes from the league, whether that comes for the PFA, mm-hmm. whether that comes for the SFA, there's got to be some sort of help because I have seen quite a lot of players um, suffer. Guys who I played with in my, my younger days at, at Rangers go on and, and suffer like a serious injury and not get the same sort of yeah. uh, surgery and, and rehab as as you would have get, got sorry, at the, the top level. Absolutely. So I, th- I think they need to re- seriously consider mm-hmm. that. Love it. Let's move on to the nitty gritty. You know, here at Flip the Mindset, we talk about um, people's highs and lows of their career. Aye. Um, so we need to touch on, uh, you know what How I'm going to say? <laughs> we need to touch on the Boozgate incident, right? Aye. It was a Boozgate, wasn't it? They, they yep. called it. That, um, I mean, madness I, for the media. See before I say, see Boozgate. It's just it a booze, it? start drinking at half three, four in the morning, eight, half seven. Uh, they were making it, it was like a 24 hour binge yeah yeah it was three and a half four hours eh? a few pints a few pints it's madness it wasn't as bad as people made it yeah uh, and I'm, I'll tell you that right now yeah. and 
It's interesting um, to hear that because a lot of people still don't know what actually went on. People actually ask me, how long were you drinking for? Well, we come back from Holland, we get in about three o'clock, half two, can't remember exactly what time. And the boys were asking me, allowed a couple of beers, there was burgers and uh, like sandwiches. Because you you get that sort of stuff, yep. like fatty stuff into your system after yep. a, a game. And uh, we were allowed to go and have a few beers. No, I maybe had one or two too many, mm-hmm. or two extra, mm-hmm. uh, and I suffered for it. Me and Alan McGregor did. Uh, it happens, isn't it? Because there was more people drinking. We don't need to go into that. I wouldn't. Um, do you know what? I'm a type of guy, and you probably ask people about me. I would never mention any guys. No, no, of course. You know what I, mean? they, they I would never do it. But I'm just saying, in, in theory, there was more people drinking, and we know. Aye. I know. I've hanged about with loads of professional footballers. So have you partying with them in Scottish football, particularly. They like a booze. They love to drink. And back in the day, it was just drinking constantly. So just because the media picks something up, in my opinion, and the media, for me, and for what I fight against the now, I think they are the most negative source, or the negative, um, yeah, yeah, source, or force in our society now. They cause all sorts of problems. And I know they need a story. I've seen you writing that they need the story, and that's fine. That's what they work as. Mm. But to single... Two guys out there, a captain and a keeper, when they say that Presley found them, but why would Presley then report that to the press? How did that, like, I don't get it. Was So was it you sticking the vicky to, subsequently to the media? Uh, well, it was to the... Uh, did they snap you in the hotel or did Presley yep. find you? Or did no, they just snap it was it? the... The vicky's was to the, the press. Yeah, that's what I mean, the media. Yeah, uh, so. It wasn't to the fans, it wasn't oh, anything to course, do with that. I mean, course. there was nobody... More we knew prouder that. than me to play with my So was that because the day, is that because what they yeah. said or because they snapped you? They snapped us, aye. aye. See, that's, so it, it no wasn't even to the written media, it was to the snappers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to the individual dad. Then all the stuff there. <laughs> all, the, uh, all the stuff that came out after it. Do you know what? Again, yeah, that was so that was hard. I had to send my, my family that away. See, I think that we create um, our own rubbish. We create aye. that. We create that. If they if they snappers aren't there, mm. not as done. Aye. So that, that was that was probably the most difficult period in my career. Did you say that was the lowest point of the career? Aye. Yep. That's hard because you went through a lot. I'll give you a few reasons for that. I was captain of my country. Mm-hmm. I lost that. Yep. I was captain of the team I supported as a boy. And love. And lost that. And I knew that was the end of my Scotland career and I Nine, I was 99.9% sure it was the end of my, my Rangers career, but Walter Smith was good enough. I get suspended two weeks, stay away, sent the family away, and it was just like constant every day. But you know what? What I'd done was wrong. I've no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But it was ultimately end of my career at, at Rangers in, in Scotland. So... The two weeks I was suspended, I had to do a lot of thinking. I had to yeah. think to myself, first, I didn't think I was going to get the opportunity to come back and play with Rangers, mm-hmm. but Walter Smith was good enough yep. to allow me to do that. Yep. He probably didn't want to do it, if I'm being honest with you, and I could totally understand that. But he gave me the opportunity to say that you're cheerios to, to kind of yeah. the, the fans and, yeah. and the teammates and... And then that summer, it was I had to go and rebuild myself again. I had to go and totally. Uh, I had this. I was tired with this. No, yeah, see, that's just what I call flip the mindset. No, I had to. It, there was know? quite a number of clubs interested in me. Mm-hmm. 
managers were desperate to get me. Mm -hmm. Board level, no, we don't want them. Mm -hmm. Now that, that was hard to take. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, well, do you know what? There's got to be somebody that's going to take the chance. There's got to be one. I had so much interest. Managers, as I said, wanted to. Some really good clubs. I had the opportunity to go abroad and go to MLS. But I wanted, I, I made the, the decision. I had to stay in Britain. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to stay in Scotland. Yeah. I wouldn't have played with anybody else. Yeah. So I had to go. And there was only one place I, I had to go and prove myself. Mm -hmm. And that's the Premier League. So eventually McLeish, who I had played under at uh, Rangers, decided to to bite the bullet and take a chance. Now I know he was nervous about it, mm -hmm. but I, I told him don't be yeah. don't be nervous. Just wait till you see he knows what's going on. Uh, he knows what he's getting in terms yeah. of football. I just think all the baggage, but it was probably the, the best thing I'd done because I'm I, I commuted. I kept my family up. I didn't want to take the kids at that stage back out of school. Right. So it was great for me. I could go away. I could fully focus mm -hmm. on one thing and that was kicking that round ball. Mm -hmm. Make sure I, I do extra in training because uh, mm -hmm. obviously in the Monday I, would, I had an apartment down there. Mm -hmm. I'd do a bit extra on the Monday. Yep. I could do a bit extra on the, the Thursday afternoon. I could do a wee bit extra on the Friday if I wanted before a game. Mm -hmm. So it was brilliant for me. It was it was the best thing that, that happened to me uh, in terms of going down and improving and shutting a lot of people up. Yes. Uh, what I done was totally wrong. Totally get it. But again, I always go back to it. everybody makes mistakes. I they made do. an absolute crazy mistake, but I went and I showed that I could still perform at the highest level. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. For any of us, for most of us, I've talked to a lot of people at like this leading up to this interview. They're like, he's young, he's a boy. He's saying he stuck the pre he's, he's not stuck the, the ficky up to the fans, he stuck it to the, to the people who've packed him uh, as, as such. Mm -hmm. um, so we, a lot of the fans were with you. We knew that. We knew what had happened. We mm. knew. But obviously, when it gets taken to the media, they just do all, you know, the media controls ah, everything. Yeah, it now, you know? up you can it, understand uh, it. They blow up to uh, something uh, that's just crazy. Do you, know what? A Do you know what? Break. I kind of knew it was going to get blown up. Yeah. I knew it, but that, that that summer was... Because you're, you're kind of... I was in a place that I'd never been before. Mm -hmm. I was always under contract. I was all, always... Clubs were always wanting me. Yeah. They try and prize my way for Rangers again. I had the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And then it goes for people... I, a lot of managers, want me to obviously board level saying... No, we're not taking this baggage. Yeah, and I, I totally understood that yep. for the managers. So it came down to a couple of clubs. I, I was about to go to the ML. I was going to go and say, right, I'm going to go. Um, but I just thought to myself, no, I, I, if I go the there, if I go there, mm -hmm. I'm out of sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so stay what, what, face what, it, smash what, it. What have I built myself? What, yeah. what, what have I built myself upon in my career? Yeah. Facing up to things. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've done. I went down to Birmingham and, as I says, really focused. Oh, I was mm -hmm. I was bang on the button. It's the fittest I have ever, ever been. Bang on the oh, button. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was at it. I was just had that steely determination that oh, yeah. I carried on throughout my career, but it just, it just went above and beyond mm -hmm. that one. And, and what a time I had, I loved it. What a time I had. Would you say so? You've played in various leagues. The 
start, did you enjoy better playing in England or Scotland? So the standard in England is is better on a higher level, but mm-hmm. in Scotland, you have to win every game. You have to win every trophy. I take Scotland all day. Scotland. I'll take Scotland love all day it. with the pressures that it come. On, I, I love the fact that uh, you've got to win. A draw is no good enough. Nope. A defeat's a disaster. That's what I bumped myself up on. Yep. And to go out and get the pressures every week just brought the best out in me. Mm-hmm. Now, I find it a bit different when you go down to England where you come off and a draw or a defeat. Everything's all right. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get Some, my head around about sometimes that. Sometimes it's great. I, I, couldn't get my, win. I couldn't get my head around about yeah. that. Yeah. I just loved the, the pressures that I was under constantly. Yeah. So I like this question because when I was when I was writing my questions, I liked it because your mindset is not built for that. No. Your mindset found, is I, not I found built it for that. Strange. It's like going in and playing Arsenal in the cup final. Yeah. We beat them 2 1. Yeah. Now we're going in and as total underdogs, everybody's like, listen, it's three, four, nothing in Arsenal. That here. you were Birmingham, wasn't it? Aye. Yeah. And I'm going in, I'm like, no, we're going in to win this game. Listen, did you play that game with a broken lip? A broken lip? Aye, two broken lips. Is that ribs. true? Aye, two broken lips. Aye. Wow. After 15 minutes. What? How did what? Just adrenaline get me through. Really? Any I pain, missed the party. Any, any madness? Any, any reason? No, I, I, I took uh, tablets, anti-inflams and tramadol just to get through it. Did you know? I knew something wasn't right. right. I knew something wasn't right. But do you know what? The adrenaline <laughs> cup final playing at Wembley gets you through. That's phenomenal. But I missed the party and everything after it. Hospital? No, I couldn't even go. I got injections into my ribs and then I went to hospital the, the following day. Worth it? Aye, it was worth it. Of course right. it was worth it. But yeah. I was, I mean, I missed, I missed, I think it was six, four weeks I missed after that. Uh-huh. So, I two broken ribs. I played through. Two. I mean. No I, nice. It wasn't nice. I played a school game um, and I broke my collarbone. Still pure sticks out. I broke it twice. Broke my collarbone in the 64th minute and I played for an hour 20 minutes. That was mental. Aye. It was just seizing up when I'm running and all that. But I the adrenaline gets you through, but I, no, I came off eventually. Aye, but you, you felt, <laughs> see, as soon as the game finished, oh, the pain, the, the pain just came. But it's, it was a weird one. I never really, just when you were out of breath a wee bit, it caught yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but no, that, that's some of the things you need to do, isn't it? Got to talk yeah. about the, the praise with the Bayer Leverkusen gaffer. Um, what were you, 20? I think about aye, 19, 20, 20 years old, playing in a team of all-stars. I mean, they were, as you say, they were top players we had. Um, and he singles you out for praise. Do you then, do you, how do you not think you're Billy Big Boss after that? How do you just focus and take that in and use it? I think if MD says I don't like praise, I'll be kidding myself on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, when I seen it, yeah. um, and he, he mentioned what I was worth, I was like, ah, it's, <laughs> it's great, but. What do you say? 15, I never allowed. What was it 15 million? I, I never allowed. At that time, that's like oh, 80 million a day, aye. 90, 90 you know? At that, at that time, you, you can't allow it to, to get to your head. You uh-huh. can't. It's great praise. Like, it does get to so many people, aye. so that's the thing, you know. But again, you, you need to keep showing that you're that sort of standard mm-hmm. week in, week out. Um, and you know what? My family wouldn't allow me to get above my station and nearly my teammates, which was the beauty of it. Did your brother and that come in and just go, no, come on? No, I, I, I not just them, but my the teammates. Oh, she wouldn't let me. There's, there's no chance. <laughs> <Shall> um, <you? laughs> and my mates wouldn't let me. And, and you know what? My, my teammates. 
need to have a laugh and a joke about it. But listen, praise is great. It is, there's there's mm. no doubt about it. It's good to see that people praise you and yep. it shows that you're at least showing that you're, you're a good player. Mm-hmm. We'll jump to another low. We're going to the highs and lows. What went wrong with Paul Gwen? They've got a different way of managing uh-huh. foreign people. Mm-hmm. Of course. Well, Dick Advocat, yep. wasn't he? He was quite like kind of... He was at it a wee bit. Yeah. But every time at that stage, we weren't having a great season. We were, we were, I think, third, fourth in the league. We were coming in after games. He was saying everything's okay. We must stick together. No, I was guilty of holding stuff in, which I normally don't do. Mm-hmm. I normally just let it out. But respectfully, a new manager, the Rangers have brought this guy in for Leon, who's won. Yeah big trophies mm-hmm. and he's got a big he's a, obviously a massive name yep. and it just got to boiling point <laughs> I, it was boiling point if I'm being honest with you I was getting frustrated when I was going away for the pitch mm-hmm. getting home and I was speaking to some of the players and they were getting frustrated and then I, I should have went and spoke to him but he probably wouldn't have spoke to me because right. he was he was like that he yep. was arrogant yep. he, he wouldn't like sometimes if you don't want to speak to a player, that, that that's fine. But take his point of view, and yeah. and maybe if you if you don't agree with, it, then you just move on. Yeah, for sure. But then it go to the Inverness game, one nothing up. I think it was a penalty. I get fouled for the penalty. They beat us two one. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect to Inverness, but Inverness shouldn't be beating the Rangers team. Two one, two now. Was it two now? Two one. Was it two one? No disrespect to Inverness, but they shouldn't Who's be. Who scored beat. for us that game? Oh, do you know what? I need to look back. I can't even remember. Aye, they shouldn't be beating us anyway, for sure. Yeah. So I comes in after the game and I'm saying to myself walking in, right, I'll see if he's going to gaze a bit here. Because uh, we needed a bit, we, we needed told it wasn't good enough. We needed uh, a few harsh words yep. told to myself and other players. Because I wasn't playing at, uh, at the level that I, I should have and um he just came in and he says the same thing. We must stick together. We move on. I was like, no, no. I just went. <laughs> and I went crazy. The Barry in you came out. Aye. <laughs> Shouting at him, coach. Which was manager. a build up yeah, a couple of months. Aye. Which I should have done it a couple Maybe of months. Maybe well. See if I'd done it a couple of months before, it would have been the same scenario. So that respect you gave him went against you? Aye. In a way. Yep. You should have probably just said it at the start. No, it's really, really interesting. So we flew home and then we came in the following day or the day after. We were going to a hotel to play Motherwell. I comes in with my bag, sits down at my locker. The assistant manager comes in. And he, he, he doesn't even come right into the room. He just at the corner and shouts the manager wants to see you. So I knew it was about, obviously, because I mm-hmm. went crazy. I'd said a few things, a few arguments with players. And when and I went I went into his office and there's a chair. I went to put he's like, Don't you sit? So I was like, All right. And he's like, You'll never play with Rangers again, it's over. Go out my room. So I was in a daze, not that kind of like kind of sparkled way. Yeah. So like when someone what? dies and you're grieving, you're numb. So I just, so just goes in into the dressing room, I fix my bag, <laughs> and I can hear all the boys shouting, Fair, give you, where are you off to? Jimmy Bell, the kit man, where are you going? So I'm just walking down with my bag, I get sent into the car, and then it hits you that it could be the end of your, your Rangers career. But see, in terms of leading up, I had no arguments with him. Mm-hmm. 
no disagreements with him. One disagreement he sent somebody off in training, mm-hmm. Phil Bardsley. He sent him off. Yeah. I've never seen a player sent off in training in my life for a That's tackle. Crazy. And it wasn't even a crazy tackle. But he just sent him, send him home? Sent him off. Aye. I'm like, it's not even a bad tackle. But anyway, had a wee disagreement there with him. And there was just a couple of wee things like he was bitey. Uh-huh. Whereas, yeah. yeah, but that, that's managers. But there was no like, I'm not saying no, yeah, you no, that kind that, of ego. And I feel if they're quiet, they're holding things in as well. Uh, and then was, they, they may make it the coaches are saying uh, stuff or Barry's not. But then again, you get all the press saying that I've right. got there's divides in the dressing room. I've got a divide in the dressing room. What a lot of bollocks, man! It the, was, it was oh, and yeah. I'm reading it and I'm thinking to myself, so this shit. No, I'm but trying, who, I'm like, who's, who's coming out with this crap? Is it is it coming for his camp? I don't know. But then, a couple of days later, he's away. Uh-huh. But his bags have been packed. He's the, the house that he rented. All the boxes were all. So um, you just trying to give you a, a wee nasty one before he no, left. I think he wanted it. Right. He wanted it, and on a way was to go for me. Sure. And if he yep. wanted to go for me, go for me, but go for me face to face. Aye, like a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a weird, that's what you say, like the, the media side of it. There Aye. was so many, so much shit coming out that I'm actually that. reading it at time. I, I was actually reading it, right, because I got told to stay in the house for seven days again. So I'm going down Strathy Park and I said, it's a good run run about there. And, yep. and people are looking at me, fucking hell, there's, there's him, but he's got divides in the dressing room. And I'm thinking to myself, no, all listen to this. Yeah. So I had to wait to get back in, and Walter Smith get then come back as the manager. He brought me straight in the office and says, right, "Just you're playing the night. Get the captain's armband out, go out and do your stuff." And that was it. Amazing how many recoveries like that. He's trying to strip you out. You're heartbroken. You come back. Boom. I trust you, Captain mm-hmm. Armband. That shows that uh, it was just. It was just, he wasn't in the match. Like, when we talk about the manager style, mm. that was just no for you. Mm-hmm. No, that was but just I, no do, for you. Do you know what annoys me and frustrates me? Because I wish he would have just spoke to me. Aye. You could have actually built a relationship. Aye, yeah. he says to me, listen, I yeah. don't know. I mean, he actually says to me a couple of times, I forgot about this. There was a boy uh, we signed, he was a Czech Republic international, mm-hmm. and I had a pop up in training for no chasing back. Mm-hmm. And the manager pulled me and says, You can't speak to him like that. And I looked at him and I says, this guy's 32. He's an international player. I can't ever pop at him. If I see somebody that's not doing their work and training, I'm going to say, because I would expect somebody to have a pop at me. Yeah. If I wasn't, if I never followed my runner, yeah. I'd expect somebody to say, hey, Fergie, fucking follow your runner. <laughs> now, that's just, uh, it's, it was a strange one. And, and you know what? I, I, still to this day, it cracks me up that the guy never had maybe the, the balls to pull me and say, look, I don't like the way you are. Maybe you're, you're too hard on on people. Mm-hmm. And then, do you know what? There's a solution you can groan about it. That, that's my character. That's the way I feel I get the best out of players. Yeah, you just wish right, you I mean, need to you. change it towards other people. Yeah. But that was me. I was just fired. I just wanted to win. I just yeah. wanted to do the best for Rangers. Absolutely. Now, if that's a crime, then I guess... I'm guilty of being too passionate. Well, but I don't think there's anything not we've been passionate. So. There is not. It just it just didn't fit. Obviously, some things don't fit. Aye. It didn't fit. Right, listen, it's life. It's as I say, you get knocks and you just need to. Yeah. On to the the. I want to know a couple of questions here. Who's the best Celtic player you ever played against, or who would you have liked to have been in our team? 
from any year that you've played. Who would you like love to play with? Oh, it's got to be another spec value. Larson. Larson unreal. You know, I told. I don't know if you know. I told it's, you it's got to be. He was. He was frightening. Aye. He was frightening player. He, he's one that you had to you had to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. See if you think back to the teams early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. That were incredible. Somebody mentioned me on a night when I was in radio. Arthur Newman was actually on, and he he rhymed off about fifteen players. Mm-hmm. And they were all top notch players. Mm-hmm. I mean, nowadays they'd be worth forty, fifty, sixty Millions. million pounds. And then I'm yeah, thinking back. Like you just then you go and mention the Celtic players: uh-huh. Larson, Sutton, Hartson. Petrov, Lennon, Thompson, Mialbi. Maravchik. Maravchik. Yes, yeah. another one. Maravchik. He was some player. Phenomenal. Moles. Right. That was just the best time for Try me. Have a few kicks at him a few times. <laughs> for Maravchik. me, I don't think we've recovered from that. I don't think we, Rangers, Celtic, off teams. I think we've never been as good. I don't think you'll ever get back to the. Well, hopefully they'll get back to the standard. Not even. I don't think players. we're anywhere near the standard, to be honest. But they, they two well. teams. See they games? Phenomenal. Oh. Get my nine in a row DVDs and. They were, they were unreal. But people don't know. I told Hartson this when he was on. I actually, I was a massive was Rangers player, fan. Oh, brilliant guy. He was he was great. And I was some Rangers fan, right? Massive. But I had, I don't know if you know, you probably won't remember, so hundreds of Larson's greatest goals. Tongue in cheek, it was called. Tongue in cheek. And I used to watch it and copy, copy him. And I'm a big Rangers fan, you know, but I'm watching and copying Larson because I used to watch all games, you know, yeah. watch all games to see what they were doing. Then I'd watch Celtic before the, the week before they played us, right? Okay, what are we going to do? And I would watch him. I just thought he was unbelievable. Him and Ronaldo, and yeah. Nazario Ronaldo, yeah. Brazilian Ronaldo. I just watched him at everything, and I just yeah. wish one day he would. Hi, you right. No, he was some player, yeah. but then I mean, you had them on your podcast last week or the week before, by John Harrison. But what a player he was! What a player! I was, yeah. I was gutted that he never signed me because he failed the medical yep. Rangers. Told us, yeah. And I, I remember um, your dog was rushing out one day, and I'm like, "Where are you going?" He's like. I think we've got John Hartson. Should have tripped him up. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I'll take him in a yeah, minute. Aye. And then obviously failed his medical. And a week later, he signs with, with, with Celtic. But Unreal. good player. Good. I like John Hartson as well. Oh, good he's guy. He's a lovely guy. Go for lunch with him soon. He's just a, he's good friends with my Uncle Jazz. Mm. He's just a lovely, aye. lovely, lovely guy. Um, so looking back at a playing career, a lot's happened. Is there anything you would go back and change or do differently? Or are you just listen? I'm a human. I don't regret it or what? Um, probably the only one, the only thing I, w- I would change would be the the episode at the Scotland. Like I should have just kept it in and, and maybe just held back a wee bit without doing that to the, yeah. the photographers. Because yeah. it ended my Scotland career and my, my Rangers career. But you could have came back to Scotland, eh? But you I, just I didn't could think have, it was right. No, I spoke to Craig Levine. He was down, he came down to Birmingham a, a few times. And I, I just says to him, look, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. But it was just going to be a media circus around about me. And that's no fair on the players. I would have took it away from the other players. Aye, and I, I'm, I'm a team player. And I wasn't going to come back. And oh, look who's back. And then it would be the media. I would be having to talk to the media. I just felt, get that away. The boy, That's the last thing the boys needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's the only thing I would change listen see the other mistakes I've made with football in terms of getting into a bit of trouble that's a learning thing for me <laughs> knowing when to go where to go 
I need to mention the because this happened to a boy in our in my old team, the six two. Remember the six two with Celtic, Aye. and you went out in Bothwell. Aye, First of I, all, why are you going out in Bothwell? Who goes out in Bothwell? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a hotel, it's quiet. Aye, but we used to go to the Bothwell Bridge for a, a, a pint. Now look, again, that was blown out. As soon as I went, my Rangers tracks. So that's, that's my favourite story. You, I'm telling you, that is that. Oh, my but, Rangers tracks. My Rangers tracks. It was in oh, my so you boot went in the, the tracksuit. No, no, I. I this is, again, grows arms and legs. But There's another, you know, that tells you. Listen, I made an arse. Made, sorry, made an arse here. Going out after that game. Getting beat six Yeah, two, after the old firm one. And getting sent off. Yeah. yeah. And I had a skinhead as well, which I think <laughs> I did. <laughs> but didn't get into well. I did it. I did it. So that, that was a lesson I learned not to go after an old firm game. And I kept to that. Yeah, because you after can, it. can No you? matter if you, you won. You win or you lose. Aye, so. You win, you're getting trouble off the Celtic fans. If you lose, you're getting trouble off both fans. Aye, so. <laughs> listen, we all make mistakes. It's how you you learn for a minute. That's it. Absolutely. That's, that's, I think that's something that for boys growing up, they are going to lose their temper at times. Yeah. You know, what yeah. I think the best thing you've done is you've flipped your mindset from mm. it. You have came back from some major things and some major things that would have crumbled a lot of people. I mean, listen, I, you know? I, I'm a fiery character and I had, to, I had to go and see somebody about it. I went to right. see a therapist about Interesting. Uh, I was really fi- like fiery, just like anything. Anger management kind of thing. Aye, just like anything, like the kids would lead something and they're older and I would go off my head. I'm thinking, two minutes later, I'm even going off my head with leaving a plate or yeah. leaving a fork and knife or leaving a a cup of juice or something. Yeah. So, I was open about it. I, I had to say, nah, nah, that's not right. So I went and seen a therapist for about six, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. It was good. I've got wee tools now that I use. That's phenomenal because that's, that's a lot of what we do and what the um, yeah. producer does. He does a lot of um, counselling. I, st- I still flip. I, I still When go, you want it, sometimes I, it feels good. <laughs> it does I've, got, I've got tools that I, I use. You know what I mean? Sometimes it feels good to flip, let's be no. honest. It feels good no. to flip, and then after it, you're like that. Feel good. But it was getting, it was, it was more like with the kids, and the kids are older, and I thought to myself, no, look, look, no, ah, this is not the way I want to be. So, I need to get a wee grip here. Yeah, I guess. So, I'm, I'm not scared to admit, I went to see somebody about it. And they say, I wasn't that's, there like that's two. Class. It wasn't the worst I've seen, mm-hmm. but they can, obviously, they knew the, the kind of character I was on the pitch. Yep. I kind of brought that off the pitch which yep. I didn't want to so I, I kind of had to get I think that's a really important message for the men watching guy. I know a lot of men watch this who have been suicidal or are recovering yeah. or are um, struggling with mental health um, if Barry Ferguson can go and get help for anger or for anything that's to do with the, the mindset or, or for uh, your mental health you can you can alright I um, don't be afraid I, I, I'm look, my, my missus is a psychotherapist oh okay she she does a lot of that. Um, I might need to see her. <laughs> and uh, no, do you know what? She'll leave books about, and she's got a lot of paperwork, and she helps. Uh, she's working with in between fourteen and eighteen year olds, you know. Um, but she's done like adults as well, mm-hmm. voluntary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just books lying about, and I pick it up, and that's a wee bit of me that. Right, so how can I? It's, it's good, you know. Yeah. What I mean, I, I'm not scared that. to admit it's no something I'm no. I'm proud to admit, but I, I did go off my head too easily. Because well, I've learned, like walking down the street, if somebody shouted at me, 
Yeah. I'd shout back at them. <laughs> now I'd just walk and think, what are you doing, mate? Get a grip. <laughs> you, need to, you need to, and it helps you. It's not, sometimes it, it's not nice, nice being like that all the time. No, it's you know, not. Like, like, I, I still get it. I still get the shouts for yeah. absolute idiots. You're always going to get that. Do you know what? I'll just do that. No yeah. problem, mate. Just shout what you want. You're the one that's making absolute arse of yourself. Carson gets a lot as well. Aye. He was saying that's why he moved to Edinburgh. No, moved across to Edinburgh. So from Champions League to various leagues, each side of the border. Um, what lessons from elite football do you bring to, as opposed to Kelty or Clyde? Certainly, Kelty professionalism. That, that's the biggest thing. I, I try and um, do everything as close to full time as possible. Mm-hmm. I would say, in terms of making sure the guys are getting the right supplements in them before and after training yep. uh, they're, they're doing the right recovery mm-hmm. and just making sure everything done to the kits there's no excuses because mm-hmm. as you know players will use any small excuse don't they like all that sort of stuff so I, I try and make it as professional as possible and and create an environment that the boys look forward to coming into that's the most important thing for me I want my boys to come in with a smile on their face yep. knowing that they're going to work hard but I can and enjoy it because I've got to be respectful of the work during the day. Mm-hmm. These guys are working for six, seven, eight in the morning to five at night and coming jump straight in their car to come to training. Yeah, so it's tough. So I've got to make it as as enjoyable, but also hard. It is hard work. Yep. But the wee bits in terms of the recovery drinks or the recovery like tablets and all that sort of stuff, I've got zinc, magnesium, all that sort of stuff and their protein recovery shakes. Mm-hmm. Try and do everything best possible to help them recover because I've got to understand that as I mentioned, early morning okay, and they're not getting tired. back into yep. 10 o'clock at night. So all the wee things. So that's what I, I try and bring as much professionalism. Look, I, I, was, I was professional. I love it. Look, I'm not going to kid on. I loved a night out. Aye, of course. Who doesn't every, every footballer goes it. It's just they but don't. Like, when it came you know, to, see when it came to, I had a routine. Monday to Saturday, ate the right stuff, made sure I mm-hmm. got all the right fluids and yep. all the right supplements into me. Saturday night, I enjoyed a few beers or a few wines. Or, uh, and Sunday was my off day, my fry up. Yeah. Rolling sausage and potatoes gone. And mince and tatties. So... Sometimes you've got to get yourself a wee break. And that's what I try and say to the boys. Try and live as clean as possible during the week. We're human. And that's what I don't I know. You know I, I know. think you bring amazing type stuff to that club. That's what if I, would, if I wanted to go back and play, I would want that kind of manager. I would want mm. that kind of personal approach. I would want that. It doesn't mean personal approach doesn't need to just be me and you. It's you and the whole team. What Aye. you give to the whole team, you're giving that personality over. And, and I think most, be, kids, most kids watching this are going to be like... Ah, you yeah, just try and be you know? as best as as you can, you know what I mean? The, the, the club have got to take a lot of credit. They, mm-hmm. they back me in what I try and do. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, fair play to them, because three years ago it was a junior club. Yep, exactly. And now we're, we're in the Betfred Cup playing St. Johnson and Dundee United in a few weeks. Brilliant. I'm going to come watch that. Aye, and we're, we're going... going um, give me a ticket. Aye, we're going... Um, these days. <laughs> Different level. They're trying to go to a different level, Good. which is great to see. A, a club with ambition, yeah, well, and, and a clear drive. The the, the guy, uh, the general manager, he's just a driven guy, and, and he, like you, I and I says to him, look, see if it doesn't go right, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I tried everything Aye. possible, yeah, and that's what I say to the boys. Good. 
and this is what happened this season. We won the league last year. We, we never get promoted. It was a kick in the, the teeth. Mm-hmm. But we need to go again. And we need to get our best shot. Come the end of the season, don't have any regrets. The boys good? Excellent bunch of boys. I've got to be honest with you. I, I treat them as my own kids. Class. That's the way that I, I see that. them as. They'll give you that back. I, I, as I said at the start, I try and be there for them, not just for football. If they want to pick up the phone, they want to text. I, I'm not into the texting, but I, I, I like to hear people's voices and I like to see people face to face. Some yep. it's different now. Yeah, for a text not listen come in and see me and they're a wee bit like I, afraid I don't was bite it, was, I don't it, bite is it Andy Halliday that says or someone else I was watching on a podcast says he got a text that he wasn't playing <laughs> I, I, I just can't believe that he got a text that he wasn't playing mm. an important game I think you just got to be open and honest with you and I think, yeah, I think you gain the respect with being open and honest yeah. with him I for sure last question for you my man um, like lots of sports and sporting personalities you've made the transition to the media Um. Working with the one and only Sai Ferry. Working with I bet he's, he texts me actually and says, You better give me a mention. So, uh, what is <laughs> did it? Did he give me a mention in his? I think he did. I think he, I think he did. Good boy, man. I he think did he? Was, That's did all he right. I'll see did him on Terrible. He just wants for his sale, doesn't he? He's all, he's, he's <laughs> ah, he's just off for his sale. <laughs> off for his sale, Sai. Can he leave here quick enough? Oh my God. <laughs> no, he was great. He's, he's a good boy. So, how. What kind of changes have been to the mindset, etc., of doing that, hanging the boots up, not longer playing, coming at it from a different? Because you can't probably be that money driven, wanting everyone best for everyone when you're on talking on TV. What approach do you need to to bring? Uh, an honest approach. I, I've got to be honest. I, I feel quite a lot of people just be negative for the sake of being negative. Yeah. I've got to be mindful. I was a professional. I was in the player's shoes. Yep. Now, a player knows when he's not played well. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a way around about it to say, listen, ah, he's not had a good game, but I'm sure he'll come back. I, ju- I don't like seeing pundits criticised. Yeah, I've heard you say that. Is it the exact I, words? I, I, I honestly don't like it. I think there's a way, constructive criticism. <laughs> but there's, there's, he's mental there's, wit. See if you're constructive. Aye. See if somebody criticised me. There was quite a lot of media people criticised me, but it was constructive criticism. I'll take it on the chin. But see when it becomes personal. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that... I think people do it for fun. I think like Sutton right. and some people like that, they, they date for it. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who they're commenting on, being just say like anyone. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you just do it for I a know. laugh. But I've got to be can. honest with you, I, I, I like, I'm really enjoying the, the media. I've had my column now for a number of years. I enjoy that. It's more on the Rangers side. And when I need to be critical of Rangers, I, I'm hard, but I, I try and be as positive as I can. Yeah, it's it's difficult someone, when things are not going well. I questions to people, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them asked me, well, two or three of them asked me actually, they're saying, ask Barry about the media stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about the media, they say, so you've got Sutton and stuff like that, they'll always big up the, the Celtic players, uh-huh. always for millions of pounds. But you'll come in and, and say maybe, or Marielos, don't think he's worth that or something else. Uh-huh. And maybe belittle them a wee bit more but for, for me knowing you now I know that's because you're on the side is that because you want to be brutally honest or you just don't want to big them up and lie or I'm just brutally honest if yeah. somebody asked me about Morelos or, or Ryan Kent like Ryan Kent for instance last season mm-hmm. if you ask Ryan Kent who I would imagine is an honest boy that wasn't good enough yeah, this season so, yeah. Ryan Kent's in a different level I think he's brilliant this year <laughs> and that's what you I'll can be. see it in his, in his body. 
for me, I scored a couple of goals last night. I need to see more. Aye. I need we to see, see more, more for a 15, 20 million pound striker. We want to see now, more, don't we? There's nobody a bigger Rangers fan than myself. Yeah. And I, I'm just honest with my opinion. I feel that's the best way and I can look myself in the mirror and say I'm being honest. And I'm giving my I opinion. Think to, when I talk to any fan or me, myself, or um, my cousins who support say they're massive Celtic fans, we'll always big up and be biased. We don't mean it. We're just like, oh no, he's worth 40 million when we know he's no, but we're just like, well, for million. instance, like people ask Barry me, no saying that, you know? No, but like people ask me about Celtic and I'll give you an honest opinion. I think Edward's on a different level for everybody. He's a very good player. Aye. I think he's Ryan Kent this year has been phenomenal. Ryan and I think Rangers have got a real good chance this year. Yeah. That's my opinion. Now, yeah. that might change in a couple of months if they go through a bad spell. Mm -hmm. But I need to see a different side of Rangers, which I, I'm beginning to see now. Yeah, they um, maybe, see, when they watch this and they hear about your mindset, then they'll understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. From I think. I think you've been absolutely fantastic today. Um, my favourite guest so far. I, I'm a bit serious at times, I know yeah. that. But Heart of gold, I can see that as well, man. Right, Passion. But I'm enjoying, the, I'm enjoying the media side and obviously what you're doing. Trying. Is Trying. Great. Because yeah. it's, listen, if it helps one person. If they, they listen to this and they think, oh, that's a good mindset to have. Yep. I actually talked to my, my fourth person off of a bridge. And that's people don't realise how much effect that has mm. on me as well because I leave my number open on Instagram and that get in touch maybe you need I, me. I, listen, again, I'll go back you to know, what, me being a manager. Some, I've had a couple instances where uh, players have been had suicidal mm. thoughts. and Like me when I was a player? I helped them. In terms of coming into my office, I pointed them into the right direction to Do go something. and get the right therapy. Yeah. And all these wee things, it's it's great to see that you can help these people, you know what I mean? And see them come through it. Because yeah. it's tough. Uh, life can be tough. Yes. At times for people. And you've been to that. You've been to them dark places. Let's oh, not lie. Right, listen, you it's... it's uh, as a, a weird one in terms of people keep asking me where do I get the kind of mindset and all that from. But I, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I get something within me just to go and prove. Yep, that wee fire's always there. Aye, there's always a fire burning. Aye, it's not been put out yet. It might get put out in a few <laughs> years. I'm getting too old now. wonder if I get you on in like 40, 30 years. I don't think he'll be here for a year. <laughs> if we're still kicking about, that you'll have the same answer for that question. I, I, I don't think it'll ever leave you. I think, I think it'll always Brilliant. be with me. Brilliant. Um, I, I go about it in a, a slightly different way as a manager now. Yeah, I love it. Listen, I want you to thank you guys for watching. I want to thank you so much for coming on. No I think you have been fantastic. I think we've ran over time. I'm just cautious of the time because I know you need to be away. Um, you've been brilliant everyone's going to watch is going to love this interview and yeah, I can't shake your hand but you're one of my idols mate and I looked up to you it was weird when we played you when I was at Annan and Clyde you're like ah, you're controlling the ball here how bad it is you don't know whether to focus on the goal or focus on you but listen thanks for coming on alright thank you guys cheers magic cheers <laughs>